Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danka. Willie Kang sitting in for Ryan Huang for the next two weeks while he's enjoying the United States. Good morning, Willie. Uh, we've got lots to get through. Yep. Very good morning, Elliot. So let's start off uh, with the news that's coming out overnight. This is still ongoing, the election over in Italy. A right-wing alliance led by Giorgia Meloni's Brothers of Italy Party. That's quite a cool name. Uh, seems to be on course for a clear majority in the next parliament. So this is the most right-wing government since World War II. She's set to become the country's first prime minister. What I want to talk about here, Willie, with regard to Italy is what kind of challenges does she face economically? Mm. I think that's a very good point, Elliot. I mean, the economic challenges which Italy face, I think a lot of it is still driven by what it was haunted in the past of the economic crises, yeah. the past economic crises. Yeah. And because of that, what we are seeing now for the crisis is that they are looking at lower consumer spending, less business investments in the economy and there's a weak demand. On top of that, you see in Italy, there's also higher borrowing costs. Yeah. They are one of the highest debt to GDP ratio mm. amongst all the other big Euro countries. Yeah. So Italy right now stands at more than 140% of their debt as a percentage of their GDP. So that's pretty high and that sort of drives borrowing costs up. And that results in higher taxes? Yep. Okay. Um, and, okay. In, and on top of that, I mean, you can see across the world where rates are going up, it's going to give a lot of challenges for the new PM to actually manage this. Yeah. I mean, I was in Italy just a couple of months ago and I remember a lot of the younger Italians. It stood out to me like uh, a taxi driver would say that it's so expensive and people need to work extra hard. So he would drive extra long distances just to get extra money. Uh, I remember coming across this lady who worked in a hotel in Venice, but she lived outside of Venice. So every day was a drive to the nearest area outside of Venice and then she takes a boat in. I'm like, gosh, I mean, your, your commute is... No choice. Uh, uh, the, the cost of electricity is high. So you, you do what you can to get a job. So, I mean, that's, it is an unfortunate situation. So it'll be interesting to observe uh, what she comes up with. Uh, but looking ahead this week, at the end of the day, Willie, is we're coming off the back of a week of a bit of a market sell-off. We've got the Fed increasing interest rates to 75 basis points. Uh, the Bank of England also followed suit. Not much change for Bank of Japan. What are you looking at, at this week? Mm. I think, like what you say, Elliot, it saw a broad-based sell-off last week. So I would expect investors will be bracing themselves for fresh volatility in the week mm-hmm. ahead. I mean, if you see, there are tech stocks sell-off and rising rates generally increase borrowing costs and lower valuations for many of these companies. On top of that, what, what really caught my eye was the bond yield spike. So, I mean, if you see, two-year U.S. Treasuries are really in the middle of the longest losing streak since mm. at least 1976, dropped for 12 days straight. And... Strategies are also saying that bond markets across the world are on course for the worst year since 1949. Um, If you see the 10 years treasury right now is actually one of the highest since 11 years ago. So I think that is something to watch out for. A lot of um, investors investing in bonds are going to be looking out for the 10-year treasuries. Yeah, yeah. The US, of course, increasing interest rates to make it such that I've heard regular questions, like maybe not so plugged into the financial markets. People saying, so how does this help inflation? Basically, a situation where interest rates are higher causes you to spend less and in turn gives you that form of stability. And we made fun of Ryan because he was heading to the United States saying, well, the US dollar is getting stronger and stronger. 
Kunga, would have been better to go to the UK right now. What's their currency looking like, uh, the sterling and euro? Yeah, I mean, if you see the euro and sterling, it plunged to their 20-year and 37-year low against the stronger US dollar. And this was really coming back from softer business activities across the eurozone and the UK this month. What I'm seeing right now, I mean, the sterling posted its biggest weekly decline against the dollar in two years after it touched a fresh 37-year low of 1.076%. And moving in line with the pound, you see mm. the euro dropped about 1.5% to 0.9668. So that's the lowest level since October 2002. Well, it takes you back. Uh, okay, um, in terms of data this week, what are you watching out for? Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of economic data for the week to look out for. Um, one of the highlights, which I'm definitely going to pay attention to, is the U.S. Personal Income and Spending Index. Ah, Okay. So that is the PCE index, and this is what the Fed generally prefers to, to the CPI. And the interesting thing is because the PCE index not only covers out-of-pocket spending on goods and services purchases, but they also, the PCE also includes um, your non-direct expenses which are being paid for. For example, medical care which are paid by employer-provided insurance, Medicare and Medicaid. That that gives a bit of an insight to... In a sense, indirectly, the employment market as well. Yes, correct. Right. Okay. Uh, what else are you looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at the Eurozone CPI numbers, mm. which are coming out. Um, some of these numbers could pile pressure on the ECB. And okay. a couple of other big data to watch, su- such as the China's PMI, the Purchasing Managers Index. So that's something which I'm definitely interested to be looking out for. A couple of others, smaller ones like... Tesla, AI Day 2022. <laughs> okay. So, I like the car I've set it in one. I think it's sleek, it's beautiful. So, Tesla AI Day 2022 is a display of the company's most exciting technology. So, right. it's a lot like some of the, 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 the Apple Expo, which was right, recently held. Right, right, right. You can see Tesla, you know, they will be, you know, showing their full self-driving cars, their supercomputers, robo-taxi program, and of course, unveiling the Tesla bot. And something radical from Elon (laughs) Musk, I'm sure, will happen as well. Also, today we're watching out for the Bank of Japan Governor uh, Haruhiko Kuruda is set to make a speech later today. He's expected to give further insight into Japan's decision to intervene in the foreign exchange market. And of course, we'll bring you details as we get them. Thanks a lot, Willie. Willie returns at 7.35 with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.